Hey there, and welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. And now for the woman who can't wait to know just a little bit more about you, Rochelle Condi now. To the women listening, there are so many fears we can be struggling with as women, thinking we're not good enough, feeling less than, plagued by self-doubt, and not knowing how to step forward with courage. Consider UI Coaching to learn the strategies to take your life into the next chapter with confidence. Reach out through our website and become more of who you already are. Now, on with the show. She was a corporate junkie for 20 years who went rogue about a year ago. Sim Colosso made a big change when she decided she wanted to become a health and wellness coach. She has a heart to serve women in particular who are struggling with skin issues, specifically psoriasis. Sim knows all too well about this autoimmune disorder firsthand. Who better to help than someone who has been there? Good morning, Sim, and welcome to the program. Although now that I look at the clock, it's afternoon for you, but morning for me. <laughs> Happy Monday. How are you? <laughs> happy Monday, Rochelle. I am doing well and so happy to be here to have this chat with you today. Yes, it is an absolute joy and a pleasure to have you back. All right. So since you've been on the show before, I gave you the option of answering the same questions because I consider them fluid as in you know, you could answer the same questions differently on any given day or hour. You went with the newer questions. So let's do those. Is there a, a TV show you're enjoying right now or one in recent history that you, that you, you know, have, have liked for one reason or another? So hands down, my favorite TV show would have to be Friends. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I can watch it on repeat. It gets a smile on my face every time. And you know what they say, laughter is the best medicine. So with yes. me, that show always makes me laugh. So Friends is is the show for me. It's so funny you should say that because I, I watched an episode last night before I went to yeah. sleep. That's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's a classic. And you can just go through it, finish, Absolutely. go through it again, finish. Goes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. It's one of those ones. It's definitely a, a classic for sure. All right, I, I uh, that's a, that's a good one. What about uh, your biggest crush growing up? Did you have a crush as Tom you were Cruise. growing up? <laughs> <laughs> I had a huge poster. <laughs> I had more than one, but I had a huge oh, wow. one <laughs> on my door. So yes, Tom Cruise it was. Oh, wonderful! And was there a poster of him in a particular movie, or or was yeah. it just like a you know just a general poster? 
No, I had a couple. I had oh, okay. more than a couple. But I had the one that I had blown up really big was uh, from the movie Cocktail. I don't know if you've oh, seen that. Oh, yes, I did. But I love that. Yeah. Yes. And of course, you know, Top Gun, of course. There had to be that as well. Oh, yes. Oh, God. God missed that with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And you saw the newer one, I would imagine, the Maver- Maverick. Did you like yes. that one, the newer one? I, I did. And yes. some ways, I thought it was even better than the first one. I don't. I mean, I, I certainly enjoyed the first one, and but something about this one, and it's so often that the sequel isn't as good as the, the first one, right? But this one was just yeah, as good, yeah. if not better. Yeah, it was very fun. Oh, that is such I a like fun, it, yeah. fun crush to have growing up. Yeah. Okay. And what fun. what's the thing you are most afraid of? This can be like an irrational fear, or just it, you know, it's just you know, I can share with my the audience pretty much knows what mine is. But what is your you're the thing you're most afraid of. Ah, okay. So an irrational one would be <laughs> <laughs> dragonflies. Dragonflies. Oh, yeah, I am not a fan. Never have been. <laughs> okay, now why is that? Because they're unpredictable in their flight path. Is that kind of why? I mean, I think it's the sound. It's the buzzing oh. sound that they sometimes make. That is, oof. I've never liked it. I remember. Growing up, um, when you know dragonfly would fly fly inside uh, our home, I would be jumping around asking my dad to whack it away, send it outside, and my dad never liked killing any insects. Okay, so he would always gently go with a newspaper, and he would let the dragonfly sit on it, and then he would gently like let it out the window, and I was sitting there praying that it wouldn't re-enter. wow well there's some fun things about that one is that your dad was was quick to come in and not minimize your fear you know what I mean but just like okay and then but then he himself did not want to just smash it he's like no I I want it to to go ahead and live outside I just think that's so sweet that's such a sweet picture of the father and daughter relationship I really like that yeah and it is and strange how, how we can become afraid of something like a dragonfly. I know. And you know what? This was an easy question. I thought you were going to ask me to dig deep. No. Fears. But, oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, it. yeah, we could, we, could, we could go there. But I think I think it's kind of more fun and playful if we kind yeah. of go with a rational. And for me, it's, you know, people would know it's sharks. I mean, it just, you know, that movie Jaws, oh, yeah. you know, that's just... <laughs> You know, there, there's just no way around it for me. That's just, you know, that's that's what it is. Okay, and a random fact most people would not know about you. Mm. Well, fun fact is um, I have a conference room named after me in one of what? the J.P. Morgan buildings in the Philippines. What? Most people don't know that. So, yeah. So I don't I know do- that. I know. I, I worked with uh, J.P. Morgan for over 19 years. Uh-huh. And there was a there was a time during my career where I spent, I think, so I, I spent a lot of time in the Philippines over a period of five to seven years, really building out that location. So it was undoubtedly, I think, one of the coolest ways that the firm recognized my efforts uh-huh. by naming a conference room. It's called Korea. It's uh, after my maiden name. So it was super fun and a very cool way to be recognized. Oh, gosh. That's a fun fact. That is a fun fact. And I did not know that. And that is, I just have this big smile on my face. That's just so, (laughs) so lovely to be recognized in that way. And, 
you know, that's like a very sort of tangible thing, but, but in such a creative way, right? I mean, they could have, you know, Mm -hmm. given you a little plaque or whatever. Or a certificate and they do a lot of that, but this was so unique and so different. So um, unique, so unique, cool. yeah. a, a beautiful way to honor you. I really, I liked that somebody put a lot of thought into that. That's a very, you know, intentional thought process. It wasn't yes. just, oh, let's give her a plaque. Well, you know, not that plaques are bad. They're not. I certainly have a, a handful of those myself, but, you know, to kind of think outside the box, so to speak. I love knowing that fact about you. All right. And what advice would you give to your 10-year-old self? I I like this because I think at 10, you're starting to kind of make the sort of shift, right? From Mm -hmm. bringing a little girl right before you just kind of go into the whole whole woman thing right before that. (laughs) Absolutely. My elder daughter is 10 right now. Oh, so I I resonate. I understand. And I actually whisper in her ear what I wish, you know, I could tell my 10-year-old self right now. So just a second, just a quick second. So um, for me, I would whisper in her, in, in you know, in the, that 10-year-old girl's ears, there's, I would say to her that you are worthy and you are limitless. You know, oh. when I reflect back, Rochelle, at some of the choices I made growing up, I realized that I had unknowingly put a cap on so many things, what I thought that I could achieve, who I thought I could be, you know, the opportunities that lied ahead of me. And that's what I would, that's what I would tell that 10-year-old girl today, that she is worthy of all her desires to be unapologetic of what, you know, with what she wants in life and just to go chase those dreams. And that's actually what I whisper to my 10-year-old today as well. I so, just love yeah. it. I hadn't even, I had not. When I came up with that question a while back, I hadn't even thought of it in terms of you specifically, obviously, but I love that, you know, that your daughter is that age. And so you, you really understand the question. And I, I really love that you are um, taking that and, and speaking that life into her because, you know, words really do matter. I mean, sometimes we discount them or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe minimize their impact, but they are really important. They absolutely are. And that's that age, right, for all of us where you, you're you sort of losing that innocence that you once had. You're becoming mm-hmm. more aware of the world. And, you know, you, you can start to become, you, you can start to form judgments about yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. It happens unknowingly. Uh, but in, and I, I reflect back. At my journey, and I realized that was the time where I started, you know, putting these little limits on what I thought I could do or could be. Yes, and you unlearn those things as you grow up and as time goes by and you mature. But that's what I would whisper in her ears today. And I, I love that that you you know that, and I love that you're doing that for your daughter. So it's just beautiful. All right, so now we're we're gonna take that deeper dive into your passion and. Uh, listener, I, I know Sim on a, a, a different level, meaning we've we've connected for, gosh, it's, it's been over a year, almost two years now. And mm-hmm. so we we have a connection outside of uh, outside of knowing each other on Instagram. And so I do know some things about you. I know that you you have this. It's kind of like how I feel sometimes where I've got this 
this inside me and it's got to get out. I feel like I'm bursting at the seams. And I know that you, you feel similarly, but in a different realm, you want to be helpful. And so tell us a, a little bit about what you're wanting to do now, kind of what you're, you know, what you're, what you're about, kind of the, the goal you're, you're reaching and, and let's have a conversation around that. Sure. So Rochelle, as you know, and I'll just share for, um, you know, people listening as well. Um, I'm a health and wellness coach for, for women. And I was a corporate junkie. I worked in <laughs> the financial services corporate space for 20 years. Wow. Uh, and I went rogue a year ago when I decided to start up my own health and wellness coaching business right. with a specific focus on helping women lead their happiest and healthiest lives. And as I did that, Rochelle, I helped women with all sorts of issues from chronic skin conditions, to stress, to anxiety, to burnout, um, weight loss and gain, thyroid, all sorts of different things. And through, through this journey, uh, it brought me to who I really want to focus my efforts on right now, and what I want to do, which is helping women who have psoriasis. Okay. And the reason I've chosen this is for, well, I, let me share that I am a psoriasis warrior myself. So okay. I've journeyed through this autoimmune condition, which uh -huh. actually impacts about 125 million people worldwide. Wow. It's hard. It's a chronic skin condition. It's an autoimmune condition that can leave you um, feeling quite miserable physically, as well as emotionally, if you don't take care of yourself and if you don't get this treated. So I'm a psoriasis warrior myself. I've journeyed through the highs and lows of having psoriasis. And I've come out through the other side to a better place where I've healed, my skin's doing better, my body's doing better. I've adopted natural ways uh, you know, to get to this point. And it wasn't easy. It took time. It took patience. It took effort. And now my goal is to help other women who are struggling with psoriasis. My goal is to help them heal, heal their skin, improve their gut health, increase their energy levels, and increase their self-confidence. Because mm -hmm. psoriasis is it's an autoimmune condition that affects way more than just your skin, mm. you know, and the emotional impact of having psoriasis is huge. It can shatter your self-confidence, mm. it can impact your relationships, increase your stress, mm -hmm. and impact you physically as well. Right, so right. that's what I'm currently focused on right now, that specific group of women, helping them heal naturally. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then, so... Were you, when does this typically come on for let's, I, I guess it could be, you know, women and men, but we're talking mostly about women right here in this and in, in the, in that you want to help women. When does psoriasis typically show up in people? That's a great question. So let me share a little bit with you. So firstly, I love that you, you, you know, you, you spoke about men as well. So psoriasis can affect anyone, right. women, men, even children. So it's much less likely to happen with a child. But generally, people start seeing um, psoriasis showing up during their teen years. Okay. So I would say, you know, 15, 16 and up, you start to see it showing up. 
Um, and psoriasis is an autoimmune disease where your immune system becomes overactive. And what happens ah. is it causes your skin cells to multiply very quickly. So for a normal person, you know, you grow and shed skin, skin cells in about a month. For someone with psoriasis, this happens in three to four days. Oh, And what happens is the skin cells don't shed. Yeah, the skin cells don't shed. They pile up on your skin. And they look like silver patches or red patches, which can itch or burn or cause you a lot of physical discomfort. So this starts to show up during your teenage years for most Mm. people who have psoriasis. And it can show up um, across any parts of your body. So from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. Most likely people see it on their scalp, on their elbows, on their knees, but it can occur anywhere, your back, your torso, you know, Mm. um, your nails can get affected. It can, it can happen on any part of your body. Oh, now see, I'm, look, I'm learning so much about this. Uh, Okay, so it typically shows up at the worst possible time in terms of a a person's self-confidence. It's usually your self-confidence when you're in your teen years tends to be pretty low because your body is is going through all these changes. You feel, you know, typically a little insecure about all the changes. Obviously, people are noticing the changes. You're noticing their changes. I mean, it's a very self-conscious, vulnerable time. What... um, what does West, so we're going to go like, <clears throat> we're not going to poo-poo Western medicine because there's a place for that. But what does Absolutely. Western, what does Western mes- medicine typically want to do versus a, a more holistic or whole person kind of uh, strategy? Yeah. So let me take you back and share a little bit about my journey with you. So when you spoke about those teenage years, that's when it started for me too. But the thing is, my dermatologist didn't diagnose it correctly to begin with mm. at, that, at that age. And uh, I remember entering into the dermatologist's office. You know, he saw what was happening to my scalp. He saw what was happening to my skin. And I was out within under five minutes with a prescription of oh. a heavy-duty steroid cream to use. Rochelle, I didn't know any better at that time. Mm. I was young and I was like, I don't want this on my body anywhere I put the cream slapped it on moved on right and then when it came of course it came up again and I was in this cycle of just using these topical steroid creams just running to the dermatologist not thinking too much about it just saying hey this is what I have I just gotta flow with it right Right. so it took me years and I'll tell you that story in a minute it took me years to incorporate natural healing methods to even understand what was really happening to my, my body and to start to make, you know, some serious lifestyle changes in order to, uh, in order to address this. Because psoriasis uh, does have a huge genetic component. Oh, okay. You, know, you can't deny that. It's, it's right there, right? So it's sort of like, you know, when you think about it, your genes are like a loaded gun, okay? And then your environment and the triggers, I mean, your environment basically pulls that trigger. So think of it like that, right? The gun's loaded and then the conditions you're living in, your environment, your lifestyle, your diet, your stress, all of that just pulls that trigger. Got it. So that's the way I would I would lay it out. And Western medication will typically say to you, as it did to me, here are some topical creams, go put those on. Here are some pills, go take them. You know, you should feel better. 
or in most recent times, you know, a type of injection called biologics, okay, where people take those and, you know, they do feel like their skin improves. Their symptoms on the outside seem to disappear. Now, I want to say this, right? I am not against medication. I want to be like really clear. Like you said, there's a place for it, right? The thing is, or the when you the challenges arise when there's overuse of these steroid medications and there's an overdependency on these medications. Because number one, these medications are not curing you. They are masking the symptoms for a short period of time. Once you stop the medications, the likelihood mm-hmm. is that your symptoms and your skin will flare up all over again. And two, what happens, Rochelle, is that these medications cause so many side effects. Mm. They cause your skin, thinning of your skin. Your Mm. immune system is severely compromised as a result of those injections that you're taking. Your risk of infection, you know, increases. There are so many side effects of prolonged use of that medication and over-dependency on that medication. But that can be quite harmful to your body in the long run. And all in all, it's not actually solving the problem. Mm-hmm. Because it's not addressing the root cause. Okay, right. Gosh, of what's causing your, your skin to flare. Okay, so tell me then how you, through your own journey, reached a place where it wasn't enough anymore to to just to do the cream, to just strictly do the cream. I mean, is having psoriasis yourself, is that how you came to discover that you really wanted to be under that wellness and health umbrella? Is that kind of how that those two came together or not? That was a big part of it. Um, that was definitely a big part of it. So psoriasis actually, you know, I would slap on these creams for years when it when I had a little bit of a flare and it didn't really show up across my body. So I wasn't too concerned. Okay. I just went on with this routine. But then several years ago, a couple of years ago, actually, what in, what happened is uh, I had a flare up across my body mm. from the top of my head to my toes. And mm. I wondered what happened to me. I was like, what is this? What's going on? Like, you know, have I eaten something that's given me like, you know, an allergic reaction? And I went to my dermatologist and he said, no, this is psoriasis. And it spread. So you didn't know, let me pause you just a second. You did not know at that time it was psoriasis because the dermatologist you went to just said, well, you know, it just let's take care of it with this and this. And so you never really had that name or it wasn't, you weren't educated to know this is what it's called this and it's okay. This will help you, blah, blah, blah. Well, my dermatologist had actually confirmed, had changed his diagnosis, if you will, years ago. Okay. Uh, when I was in India and told me this is psoriasis, but it was contained more to my scalp and, you know, um, it, it didn't really affect me too much. But then a couple of years ago, when I got it all over my skin, so hands and legs and everywhere, I was like, what is this? Because I hadn't seen it in that form before. I didn't know what was happening. And my dermatologist said, this is is psoriasis. And I said, what? I didn't even realize it could take that kind of form and shape. Oh, gosh. So that's when I started to really sit up and take notice and ask myself, you know, I knew I couldn't continue to just slap on creams and you know, expect that everything would be okay. And I, mm-hmm. but I did it. I slapped on the creams. The moment I stopped, the flare-ups came back. So it mm-hmm. was a vicious circle. So I said, I have to somehow get out of this. I knew I couldn't depend on, on those creams forever. 
Um, I had flatly refused to take the injections because I didn't want my immune system to get compromised uh, that much. And we were also at, the, at that time starting a global pandemic where right. there really wasn't at the point where I wanted to have lower immunity. Mm-hmm. So at that time, Rochelle, I had also studied and uh, health and wellness. So I got certified as a health coach. Mm-hmm. So I really used all of that knowledge that I learned through my health coaching certification. I just applied all of that on myself. You know, I started oh, yeah. to incorporate better ways of eating. I started to change my lifestyle. I started to manage stress very di- differently. You know, I introduced meditation into my routine that I had never done earlier. And I leaned on a support structure to help me as well. Because one of the main things with psoriasis is you can feel very alone. And if you don't have that support structure around to help you, um, it's harder to move down this journey, you know, to heal and get better. So I started applying lots of these methods on myself. And it took me a while, but over time, my dependency reduced Uh on the the creams and medications. Um, I saw my dermatologist once a year, instead Uh of having to go to him, you know, every month or every other month to check in for how I was doing. And yeah, I did have an occasional flare. It did happen to me. But the difference was this time I knew what my triggers were and I knew Uh how to manage it. Okay. So I I think I developed so much of grit and resilience um, over the years with a lot of trial and error uh, through different ways of treating psoriasis. And I had finally come over to the other side where I realized that natural healing is possible. It isn't easy. It isn't fast. There's no shortcut method. But it is possible if you apply the right tools and techniques and identify the root cause of what's really troubling you. Well, and this sounds like uh, these strategies would be good for other things as well. There, there. I mean, I'm sure that there are things that are very specific to skin conditions, and then things that are very specific to psoriasis in general. But I mean, when you say, you know, eating well, managing your stress, your lifestyle, and I assume that getting good rest is in there, meditation, so quiet time, stillness, and then a support structure that works for all kinds of things, right? Yeah. So um, what are, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just going to say, Rachel, you hit the nail on the head, right? As you said, there are all kinds of things. Psoriasis is a disease that's generally characterized by some sort of gut dysbiosis. Ah. And when you think about so many diseases that people have today, if you, if you peel back those layers, Rachel, it generally will lead to you improving your gut health. Wow. Most people have some sort of gut dysbiosis, whether they uh, admit it or not, or whether they even know it or not. And it right. affects all sorts of things. It can affect eczema, thyroid, weight loss and gain, all other kinds of skin issues. Um, healing your gut is one of the first things you can do in order to heal what you consider to be any other health condition. Any of these things, psoriasis, weight loss, thyroid, eczema, you name it, right? Right. Your, your gut is, is sort of like that, uh, that secret weapon you have, and you need to heal that in order to move forward. I like that. Your gut is your secret weapon. That's such yeah. a good, good way to describe it. And, you know, in the generalist of terms, because I'm sure you, you know, th- there's some specificity here, perhaps to skin conditions, but what, what are some basic tips you would give? either your clients or just us as listeners when it comes to increasing our gut health? Yeah, so definitely. I think when it comes to increasing increasing your gut health, I think if 
you know, it can it can feel overwhelming. It can feel complicated because there's so much out there on social media. There's so much on Google out there. But I think some of the simple pillars that I talk about, even with my clients, I, I use a method with them that I call the ease method. And all of that leads to, you know, improved, improved gut health. So first thing is, I would say the food you eat, right? Eat, you know, eat simply, right? Whole foods are best. I'm not someone who uh, says you must have a plant-based diet only or non-veg is bad or, you know, you don't eat meats. No, just eat, eat simply, include a lot of whole foods in your diet and eat mindfully. I think most often people tend to rush through every meal, right? You're scrolling on your phone while you're eating your food or you're watching something or you're not really digesting your food. So eating is one thing, but the way you digest your food is another thing altogether. So eating very mindfully, whole foods, get those vegetables in. And I'm keeping it generic because each one needs to know what agrees with them or not. So really trying to understand that it could be through a food journal or other ways of really understanding what your triggers are with food. And how do you feel after each of those meals? So eating mindfully is, is a big one. Two would be, I would say, you know, um, what I, so I call it eat to thrive. The second thing I say to people is attitude matters. Your mindset matters. Your mind is the most important tool when you're trying to heal your body. It doesn't matter what you have. It could be psoriasis. It could be trying to lose belly fat. It could be trying to heal another skin condition like eczema. It truly doesn't matter. But your mind is the most important tool that you have. So yeah. your mindset matters. So really taking care of that for yourself uh, and being willing, be willing to really be open, open thing, you know, approach things with an open mindset um, is the key to it all. The, the third thing that I would say is stress. Uh, you know? uh-huh. I call it stress and trauma less. So stress less and less trauma. Because when you peel back these layers of what's really troubling all of us, um, it really sometimes, you know, takes us back to past trauma that's stored in the body ah. and it isn't, hasn't been released in certain ways. So I work with my clients, you, you know, to do that as well. And then, you know, really ways to like manage your stress levels. Your stress is always going to be present in our lives. We can't get rid of it, right. but it's about how we manage it. So mm-hmm. finding your way of de-stressing, whatever works for you. So for me, that could be like a bike ride or a meditation or spending time with my girls or you know, whatever that might be. Right, so right. finding ways that de-stress you. And the last bit I say is exercise is therapy. So mm. making sure you get some sort of movement in. It doesn't have mm. to be, oh, I have to jog and that's the only way to be healthy. No, if that doesn't work for you, like that doesn't work for me. Because with psoriasis, sometimes I find gentle movement is is a lot better than, you know, hard workouts, right? It's much better because your joints can get affected with psoriasis as well. So whatever movement practices work for you, whether that's yoga, walking or biking, um, but at least 30 minutes to be able to move your body in a way that feels good for you. So these are the things, Rochelle, I would say your food. So for your gut health, your food, you know, eat to thrive, I would say. Two, your attitude and your mindset that matters. Three, your stress level. So stress mm. and trauma, you know, really addressing those. And the fourth one would be exercise. So exercise is therapy. That's great. And I like that this acronym ease really the, the word itself speaks to, you know, what you're trying to 
help your clients achieve and then also, you know, the way they're going to approach it. And then each one of these standing for something that's going to help get them there. That's really very clever. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Is there anything that you felt we haven't covered as we conclude here? Well, I would just say, Rochelle, to any, to the women out there and to men, whoever are listening, Mm -hmm. who are uh, struggling with psoriasis, one of the things that I just wish I knew earlier on in my journey um, that would have helped me, saved me a lot of, uh, you know, physical pain, a lot of medical expenses and, you know, uh, digestive issues. I wish I knew these things. I'll just share very, very quickly uh, for people to know. Number one is no creams, injections or pills can cure psoriasis. So know that, right? Uh, they are band-aid solutions at the most, and they mask your symptoms for a short period of time. You have to address the root cause of the issue. Right. The second bit would be healing psoriasis is an inside job. Ah. Um, so heal your gut first, and then the rest will follow. The third would be psoriasis does not define you. Now, ah. this is a very hard one. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you can, we can take things personally. It can shatter our emotional well-being and our confidence, like I mentioned earlier. But we really have to shift from that mindset of, you know, oh my gosh, I have psoriasis. There's nothing I can do, to more of a loving, healing approach towards psoriasis. And I, I say this to people all the time: if you lean into your healing journey, if you stay open, there are a lot of layers you're going to shed, not just your skin. As it, you know, it's true with psoriasis because the skin builds up, but you're going to shed old trauma. You're going to shed, you know, negative emotions. You're going to shed old patterns and ways of being through your diet and lifestyle that, that didn't serve you. So lean into that journey and remember that you're not your diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And then, the, the, you know, the last thing I, w- I would say to people is you heal faster if you have the right guidance and support. Mm-hmm. So reach out and get that guidance and support. It could be professional help if that's what you need. You know, it could be a loving community if that's what, you know, that's what you need in the moment. But reach out and get that support if you need it because you do heal faster mm-hmm. when you have access to the right, the right guidance and the right support to help you move forward. So those are a couple of things I would love to leave women with who are struggling with psoriasis. Absolutely. And again, I think these things... Uh, in a, in very general terms, could be helpful to so many things. You know, finding support for mm-hmm. what you need support for. That anything you're going through doesn't define you, and that yeah. healing is an inside job. I mean, there there is work to yeah. be done inside, and um, that be mindful of things that just mask symptoms, and know that that's what they're that is their purpose and their purpose alone. That there's but there's more to it you know, and hopefully you feel encouraged to find out what that more is, because this is going to help in so many, this is going to help, obviously your skin, but then so many other things as well, which I'm sure you found in your personal journey. And I'm assuming that once you, when you had it all over your body, and you realized, you know, and I know this took time, but you recognize there's more to this. And I want to find out what the more is you you got the certification, you learn so much. And you, you yourself use these uh, methods and this strategy to help you. I'm, um, 
I'm imagining that you have far less uh, occur. Are they considered an occurrence, an outbreak, an episode? I don't know what the correct terminology is. Flare up, flare up, flare up as well. Yeah, I'm assuming that your flare ups have really uh, have diminished, having done all this work. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, the flare ups have diminished completely. It, It does sometimes happen, but it's it's way less frequent than it ever was earlier um and that's the reason i i think i you know i don't need to see the dermatologist as often any longer it's just for like check-ins from time to time uh, right. and my dependency on 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 western medication reduced completely right so those are all of the the benefits i saw from going the the natural route uh like i said it takes time it's a process but you have to be gentle with yourself and give yourself mm-hmm. grace as well right as you go through this journey because there are many times where you're going to want to give up you just kind of yeah. want to put your hands up and be like, come down. I'm not yeah. doing this. Just give me the injections. Let's just go yeah. with that, right? Yeah, right. So you got to give yourself grace. You'll have failures along the way. You will have, you know, times where you flare up and, you know, you don't want to continue. But then it's the grit and resilience that will move you forward. And it's nah, the knowing what your root causes are, knowing what those root causes are and feeling that confidence that you can handle it and you can overcome it. Right, right. Well, where can people find you if they are a loved one who wants to know more about um, what you do and, and how to connect with you? Yeah, so uh, a couple of ways. So I uh, I just have a new Instagram account that I've just set up. So it's brand new. I've actually pivoted from the old one that I used to use. And this one is really to build a community for women with psoriasis and help them along their healing journeys. It's called At the Psoriasis Circle. Um, on Instagram and it's a community for people to come together to bring their whole self there you know they're perfect as they are to support them along their healing journeys and and move forward together so that's at the psoriasis circle and you could also find me at my website it's uh, com. and I'll I'll give you the, I'll share that information with you as well Okay. Well, this this has been such a wonderful conversation. I I always enjoy when we get to connect, and I am um, very hopeful that this will land in uh, you know for a lot of women who are struggling with this, or they know someone who is you know also struggling that this can get you know this can spread out there uh, to help people to help women. And also, you know, some of this stuff, like we talked about it is good for so many things. And that's a reminder to, you know, take care of yourself so that you can be the best you can be. And I uh, greatly appreciate uh, your expertise and your, your willingness to share the, you know, the, the own, your own journey in this, that, that, obviously could not have been easy. I'm so glad. And I, and I think it is so fascinating that it, it it seems to so often take a very difficult season and then something just absolutely beautiful comes from that season. Like, you know, when you were at the flare up from head to toe, could you have foreseen, oh, I'm going to turn this into coaching and help other women? I mean, in that moment, you're just, it's, you're in pain, you're struggling, you just want to be done with it. But I just, I love how, you know, good could come out of, of things that are so painful for us. I agree, Rochelle, you, you summarized that so well. I, I always feel that 
whatever journey we're going through, if we remain open and if we lean into it, then there's so much that we uncover about ourselves mm-hmm. and we, we truly discover who we are. Uh, sometimes yes. we, we don't, you know, we didn't even realize that that was, that's what it was meant for. Right. Right. But all journeys have a purpose. And uh, this, uh, I feel for me, this has been mine. So I'm looking forward to helping women who are struggling with psoriasis. And yes, please, if you know someone struggling with psoriasis, please do share with them. Uh, I'm more than happy to welcome them and support them as they journey towards their healing. And what a pleasure it will be for them to get to work with you because you are a wonderful woman with so much to share. Very encouraging. I can, I can attest to that on a personal level and, uh, yeah, it will be a huge blessing for you. Thank you, Sim, for joining us today. I'm very grateful for you. Thank you, Rochelle. Thank you so much for having me. I loved chatting with you as always. Me too. It's the grit and resilience Sim developed along this path that caused her to choose a holistic approach that was better for her. Now she's created the EASE or E-A-S-E method of eating mindfully, attitude matters, stress and how to manage it, and exercises therapy. Always she instills a whole body approach to minimizing symptoms and maximizing good health. Who doesn't want that?